show. This is Chris to Chris Comedy Advice to Fix Your Life. I am your host, Chris, joined in the studio today by my producer, audio engineer, best friend in the whole wide world. Mike is in the building. Say hi, Michael. Hey, what's up? Hey, Mike. You guys might know me from YouTube. Chris vs. the World is my comedy channel. Laser Lemming is my gaming channel. Uploaded.com brings them all together. It's a website. You should check it out. Don't forget that you can subscribe to this show, Chris to Chris, for new episodes every single week. Every single Friday, we have a new episode. It's free of charge. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, anywhere podcasts are sold for free. That is where we will be. Today, we got a great show for y'all. We are talking about long lines. Oh my gosh, long lines. Our first gift from a fan. Yep. Sick dogs and a lot of listener questions. A lot of listener questions. It's going to be a, a fun episode, I think. But the big draw here is that you'll need to stick around for our exclusive interview with Ken. We've been hyping this up for like a month, but really like several months we've been teasing this idea. I think it's going to be fun. We are going to do an interview with Ken. It should be a good time. But before we get started, I kind of teased this in the beginning of the intro, you know, like 20 seconds ago. I want to share some exciting news. We received our first package from a fan. I'm assuming it's a gift, Mike. I'm assuming it's a gift. And I wanted to open it on the air so that everyone could share this moment with us. Mike, I need one of your audio engineer knives. What? Uh, Mike, the knife, the knife. Just give me a knife. Okay. There we go. Ooh, it's sharp. Let's see here. Oh, this looks like a like a clock. What the fuck? Let's see here. It's got wires and clay and lights, and it's uh, it's counting down. Huh, uh, Mike. What does a bomb look like? Uh, probably a lot like that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, look, I, I don't want to criticize the person who sent this, but uh, a bomb is a pretty a pretty bad gift. It's a rude gift in our culture. Uh, we're going to have to figure this out later. Mike, Mike, sit down. The door is locked from the inside. We can't do anything about it. Uh, in the meantime, let's, uh, let's do some happy stuff, like uh, our tip of the week. So last uh, Saturday, I took my wife to a vegan event in Pasadena, California. That's where it was the Rose Bowl Stadium. Neither of us are vegans, but there's a lot of food that she can't eat, so vegan alternatives are often necessary and uh, recommended, and that's really none of your business, Mike, so shut up. So this was pretty much uh, mecca for vegans. Is that offensive? Uh, we, we get there, and the stadium parking lot is packed, packed. This was on a Saturday, right? So we park, we pay for parking because... The Rose Bowl, and you gotta pay for everything. They nickel and dime you. It's a libertarian fantasy out there in L.A. County, folks. Um, we park, and we start walking towards the stadium. And I'm not kidding. We joined a huge line of people. Huge line of people. It was, I imagine this is the same length of line that Moses led to let his people go. You know, through the, the Red Sea. This line was longer than any line you've ever stood for in an amusement park, but it moved faster. I will give it that. It did move faster. Like, picture a stereotypical vegan in your head, you know, just a stereotype of a vegan, and then multiply it times 10,000, okay? 
all of those stereotypes came to life last weekend. They were breathed into reality. One guy had a shirt that said, Clark Kent was a vegan. And I, I, I did a double take on that one because I didn't believe it. I had to look it up. And apparently, I think it was the year 2000 or so, uh, some writers, some comic book writers, wanted to make Superman a vegetarian. And uh, Marvel immediately, retroactively said, nah, nah, uh, Superman likes steak. But uh, anyway, vegan shirts were all over this place. You could not turn your head in any direction without seeing at least a few shirts that let you know that the person that was wearing it was a vegan. You know, I wouldn't know based on uh, everything else about you. Anyway, uh, like I said, this place was filling up quick. We got there on time, which was 2 p.m. You could have spent like $150 per ticket. You had to pay to get into this too. You know, you're paying for the food, but you also have to pay to get in. You could have spent $150 per ticket to, to be a VIP guest and get in like two hours early. So by the time we were getting there, some of the VIP people, VIP people, VIP, I guess that's the non-redundant way to say it, huh? VIP people. Some of the VIP people were already leaving, but the masses, like ourselves, I guess we were the masses that day. We got there at two and others were coming in a little bit later, but it was filling up, folks. So... We got in, and we beelined it towards the main event, which was this uh, burger joint called Slutty Vegan. Slutty Vegan, a family joint from uh, Atlanta. And it was, bar none, the most popular place at this whole gathering. And there was a ton of options. You know, it wasn't just Slutty Vegan. There was all kinds of uh, vegan puns. It was like an episode of Bob's Burgers if every neighboring store next to Bob's Burgers was a vegan pun. So we got in the longest line because uh, my wife had heard about this place and she wanted to give it a shot. And they had a booth set up. It wasn't a, a food truck. There were some food trucks, but it was a booth. And the line was about, I want to say it was about as long as a football field. And when we got in the back of it, I knew right away, okay, this is like waiting to get on Space Mountain at Disneyland, except at the end, instead of fun, you get a vegan burger. And I was wrong. I was wrong because the line at Space Mountain might be long, but the line at Space Mountain moves. This line moved, this line moved slower than molasses on a sloth's tail. Do, do they have tails, Mike? Anyway, about 90 minutes in. We were halfway through the line, okay? 90 minutes. That's as long as the original Aladdin. So while we're in line, we, uh, we got to know the guy in front of us. His name was Sam. And I forgot to tell him about this podcast. I felt like such an ass after. It just came to me after. Like, Dude, tell him about the podcast. So if anybody runs into a guy named Sam, that's the guy. That's the guy. Please tell him about Chris to Chris. I, I, I totally meant to. Anyway, we finally get to the front of the line after about three hours. That is not an exaggeration in any way, shape, or form. About three hours, you know? Almost as long as Titanic. Just to keep our, our movie al al allegories? No. Our movie references towards time going. So about three hours in, we finally get to the front of the line. And this whole time, I wasn't planning on getting a vegan burger because that's just not how I roll. But I was planning on getting fries. I thought, okay, you know... Vegan alternatives are often not good, but I bet you they could pull off some french fries. 
and uh, they didn't have any French fries at the Slutty Vegan. So I didn't get anything for myself, uh, but for 20 bucks, you do get a burger and a bag of chips. Fair price, right? Fair price, $20, burger and a bag of chips. That is the cost of food today in 2030. So I, I ordered my wife a, a burger and fries or chips, and they gave me a number, you know, here's your, here's your number. I was number 252. And I know this is my number because it was all I could think about for the rest of the day. I feel like I will have the number 252 implanted in my brain until the day I die. And they wanted to make that day sooner. So normally, you'd think that placing your order meant that the hard part was over, right? You're like, oh my gosh, thank God. Thank God. I, I spent three hours, but the worst is over. I'm no longer standing in this line. I'm just waiting for my food. After about 30 minutes of waiting, you know, I had already ordered. 30 minutes later, I'm still waiting. They finally call out the number 249. 249. My wife got excited. I got excited. She said, that's us. That's us. You got to go to the front and pick up food. They're going to call your number soon. So I was hyped. I was like, yes, yes. It's all going to be worth it. So I get to the front. I meet a group of people that have been waiting for a long time too. You know, they look they look uh, hungry and decrepit, and their 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 mouths are sunken in, and they 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 wanted to feel my face, just to just to see life. And after after waiting with them for a little while, they finally get called up. And after about twenty minutes later, after that. My boy Sam gets called up. You know, I just made friends with Sam. My boy Sam finally made it to the big leagues, dude. So he and his girlfriend, they were numbers 250 and 251. Whoa, that's great. That's great, right? You know, it meant I was going to be called up soon. Wrong. Wrong. 253 gets called. And I understand. This ain't my first rodeo, okay? Sometimes the person after you has an easier order. So they get called at first, right? I get it. I get it. You know, no, no harm done. 254 gets called. 255 gets called. Now I'm starting to get worried. By the time 262 got called, I had had enough. You know, you're 10 numbers past me now, dude. So I asked the guy who's yelling the numbers. I said, hey, hey, is uh, 252 coming up? Without looking at anything, any kind of pieces of paper, He's never seen me before in his life. He just said, uh, yeah, yeah. So I put my patience hat back on, and I start waiting again. 20 more minutes go by. At this point, I'm hearing people complaining. People who are in the 270s. They're bitching about when their order's gonna be ready. And here I am, the only guy still in the 250s that hasn't been called. So eventually, me and this dude, me and Mr. Uh, Number Yeller, Start getting into it a bit, you know? When you've been waiting four hours for a meatless burger and you're not even going to eat it, you start to cut the shit, okay? And I wasn't rude to this dude at all. Be very upfront about that. I wasn't rude to him. But remember, I was at a festival with thousands of vegans that were all talking at the same time about how vegan they were, how great being a vegan is. So I had to speak up. I had to speak loudly. And it wasn't even that loud, you know? Just, just assert it. I said, look, 
you're 20 numbers past me at this point. I'm just checking to see where I am. I'm just checking to see where I am on this on this magical list that seems to skip 252. And he told me I was coming up and I should calm down. You know, if I was screaming or something, which I wasn't, that might be okay, you know? Calm down, chill, whatever. But I've been standing here four hours without giving any attitude at all, okay? Which is exactly what I told him. I said, look, I'm not giving you attitude. I'm just following up. And so he talks to the women in the back, you know? Talking helped the situation for me. So he talks to the women in the back. They have no idea what he's talking about. 252, 250 what? They don't know what he's talking about. So long story longer. Speaking of, finally got me that damn burger. But four hours is a long time to wait for a burger with no meat in it, right? But that's what you do for luck. So this week's tip is to speak up. It's to speak up. You know, I don't mess with people that make my food. But I also know when enough is enough. And four hours is enough. So uh, with that, let's move on to a little thing we like to call Video Game Corner. This is going to be a quick Video Game Corner this week because the biggest thing that happened was Etika's suicide and it wasn't funny. Hope you found peace, dude. Anyway, if you ever played Minecraft and thought to yourself, wow, this would be perfect as a two-hour movie. <laughs> and I got some good news for you guys. Warner Brothers is making a Minecraft movie. Well, they've actually been trying to make a Minecraft movie for, for about five years now. They got the rights, I think, in uh, 2014. And so they, they hired a Mac from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia to, to work on the script at one point, once upon a time, but he's not involved anymore. They also had the guys that made Stranger Things set to direct it, but they dropped out too. What's their name? Uh, the, the, the Coke brothers? The, the Duffy brothers? The Duffer brothers? I don't know. Uh, but now, Warner Brothers is excited to announce that the writer of Frozen 2, Allison Schroeder, is going to be writing the Minecraft movie. Mike, you excited about that? You excited about Allison Schroeder, writer of Frozen 2, writing the Minecraft movie? Do we need to get out of here. So I haven't seen Frozen yet, but the, the trailer for Frozen 2 is a major spoiler because the blonde chick is still alive, I guess. What's her name? Elsa? Elsa? Anyway, I don't think this Minecraft movie is ever going to come out. I think that they should just let it go. Let it go. How, how, I bet that joke hasn't been killed enough. Hollywood has been uh, trying to put together a Halo movie for like 15 years, and uh, they've, they've been talking a lot of big game about an Uncharted movie for several years and a Last of Us movie. The only, only video game movies we can get are Adam Sandler movies. Pikachu movie was okay. It, was, it wasn't bad. Anyway, we'll see. We'll see if this Minecraft movie ever comes into, into play. See if they can ever build it. But I think you're right. Uh, we are supposed to be interviewing Ken in a few minutes, but I've got to be honest. I'm kind of with Mike here. I'm a little distracted by the bomb in the room. Mike, would you be willing to sacrifice your body and lie on top of the bomb so that this podcast can go on uninterrupted? Mike? I can't get a signal on my phone. Mike, please don't embarrass me in front of Ken. Folks, we're going to figure this whole thing out, but in the meantime, we got to move on to the news! <laughs> Here's an important piece of news for you guys. 
A dog in Boston, Massachusetts is making headlines for eating 19 pacifiers. Mike, you will never guess it, but it turns out that eating 19 pacifiers can make you a little sick. 18, you're probably fine, but 19, too many. This bulldog, his name is uh, Mortimer. He ate 19 pacifiers. They are uh, guessing that the, the dog was just plucking them right out of the, the mother's baby's mouths. And there's a lot to unpack here. First of all, this dog's owner, uh, her name is Emily Shanahan. She's a doctor. She's a doctor, according to MSPCA.org. And that's how she knew that something was off with old Mortimer. Personally, I'd be wondering who the hell is stealing all my baby's pacifiers, you know? You know? Who's, who's taking the pacifiers? In the video, all of the pacifiers look the same. They're these big green rubber nipples. And this dog ate 19 of them. According to the story, Emily started to notice that Mortimer wasn't acting like the happy-go-lucky dog anymore. He would just uh, sit around and vomit, you know? Like a dog that had 19 pacifiers sitting in his stomach. So she took him to the vet to get this whole thing sorted out. And I've never bought pacifiers, but this lady must have been buying them at Costco or Sam's Club by the gross, right? Well, she was a doctor, and they all looked like these green rubber pacifiers. Maybe she was stealing them from the hospital. You know, who doesn't notice 19 pacifiers missing, by the way? Stolen or not? Was she giving her babies new pacifiers every single day? And why was this dog eating so many of them? You know, is the taste of baby slover on rubber really that good? Mike? Mike, is it? Anyway, the video said that they were able to remove the pacifiers without surgery, which I assume means that some lucky intern got to stick their arm up old Mortimer and pluck him out. That is uh, not a pleasant job, I'd imagine. Mortimer is now back in good spirits, and I assume uh, his owner is just as oblivious as ever. So congrats to everybody involved in this story. Anyway, the timer on this bomb is looking a lot shorter than it did at the beginning of the show, but uh, we are professionals here at Chris to Chris. The show must go on. All right, Mike? Jesus. We are going to interview Ken as planned. Uh, oh, actually, he is on Skype right now. One sec. Okay, let's do it. Okay, he's an author, creator, and a pretty nice guy. Today, we have an exclusive interview with uh, Chris to Chris regular, Ken. Welcome to the show, Ken. Hey, I, I thought you were going to be talking to, like, Stephen King or something when you announced that. I was excited, but then it's me. Yeah, well, so. we'll get him next time. All well, right. Well, uh, to start, Ken, uh, can you tell us a bit about yourself? All right, let's see. I'm Ken. Uh, I used to do a, a YouTube show with my buddy John, but then uh, he got married and moved, so... Mm -hmm came no longer the john and ken show and i still do video there now and then but uh i'm married i have five kids and when i'm not busy with that like you said i, I write and i do music and music videos and my day job i'm a video and film editor so that's what Pretty i awesome. do mostly documentary type stuff but very cool seen a lot yeah. of work like it uh Thanks. Let's see here. Uh, Ken, is two pounds of C4 enough to kill a podcast host and his audio engineer? Two pounds? 
Two pounds. Oh yeah, yeah. That did, that. Well, it depends. Like, are they next to it or is yes. it just? Yes, very close yeah, proximity. That, that, that's good enough. Okay. I mean, I mean, well, all that's right. all the amount I ordered. So. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was worried about that. Um. All right. Classic question time. Uh. Can time travel is now real, hypothetically speaking, and you have been given the chance. Are you gonna do it? Do you kill baby Hitler? Do I kill baby? Well, I watched. Uh, Avengers Endgame. Yeah, yeah. I was afraid of this. And I'm going to spoil it. Okay. And they don't kill baby Hitler in that movie, yeah, which I don't. thought they really, I thought Captain America would have done that. You think or so, least, right? Yeah, or at least gone back and killed baby Red Skull. Mm-hmm. But he didn't do it. What I, well, the thing is, if you go back in time and you kill baby Hitler, mm-hmm. Even though he did a lot of bad things, yep. would that open the door for somebody worse? Yeah, there's a lot to think about, a lot to chew on there. Because like, we know we beat Hitler after he does a lot of bad things, but if right. we kill baby Hitler, will there be somebody worse that does even more bad stuff or someone we couldn't stop? That's, so, that's very true, and uh, you know, you probably wouldn't be born either. So Right, yeah, see, maybe I won't be born by killing baby Hitler. Not that I'm related. Very unlikely. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Not that you're related to him. Uh, Let's see here. Um, Never be made. What's that? Schindler's List, the movie. Oh, that's right. Schindler's List would never be made. We would be missing that movie. Yeah. Uh, That's a good. That's a good point. Kill baby Hitler or uh, get Schindler's List. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Ken, if your life depended on it, which way would you turn a screw? Clockwise or counterclockwise? My life depends. You know what? Counterclockwise. Counterclockwise. Okay. Counterclockwise. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. Let's see. Uh, Ken, where do you see yourself in five years? In five years, I'm going to be on a, a shuttle built by Elon Musk mm. going to Mars, but it'll be the first one and it'll probably blow up as it takes off. Well, thanks for beta testing that for us. Yeah. Not a bad idea. Uh, Ken, if you could cut just one wire, would you cut red, yellow, or blue? Just asking. Red, yellow, or blue. All right, I'm trying to remember, like, what what did they cut in Lethal Weapon? I can't remember. They they cut the red one, and that kind of was anticlimactic. So mm-hmm. I would cut the blue. Okay, blue. Okay. Blue, especially blue. if there's a timer involved. Yeah, there there is definitely a timer. Uh, okay, this one is a two-parter, Ken. Uh, what All are you right. most proud of, and why haven't you done something better yet? I'm proud that I got on this podcast, hmm, thank you. and I haven't done anything better yet because Joe Rogan hasn't called me to be on oh. his podcast yet. Yeah, yeah. Is that yeah. hurtful to say that like that? Yeah, say. but uh, it's it's okay. It's honest and accurate. You know, we're we're trying. We're gonna be bigger than Joe one day, because I don't think he has eight billion people listening to it. And granted, neither do we. But uh, yeah. I don't think he has that goal for eight billion either. So true. I think we have bigger ambitions. He has a bigger podcast, but we have bigger ambitions, which is always important. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. I, I have a wire I need to cut here. But uh, first, Ken, do you have any last words for the listeners? Last words. That's ominous mm, yes right. yeah i, I want to say lastly that i would like mike to quit calling me 
because mm-hmm. I'm not going to be on his yeah. podcast. I know it's going really well. I don't know if you knew I he had a podcast. No, He's doing it. great, but I just didn't feel comfortable being on his podcast. Hmm. Yeah, so. I, 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 if uh, if I make it, I'm going to have to have a talk with Mike about that. Okay. Right. Well, Blue, uh, Blue Wire. Thank you. Blue Wire, counterclockwise. Uh, thanks for talking with us, Ken. Uh, I hope I live long enough to do this again with you one day. Yeah, let me know. Okay, will do. Thanks, Ken. Sure. Okay, Mike, you heard the man. Counterclockwise blue wire. Counterclockwise. Okay, uh, the screw is out. Mike, I need clippers. What clippers? Mike, the knife, the knife. Give me something sharp. Ow! Dick. Okay, blue wire. Wait, hang on. What are you waiting for? It's more dramatic if I wait until the last second, Mike. Actually, you know, we need to talk about this podcast Ken mentioned. Dude, cut the fucking wire! Fine. Cut. Happy now, dude? Oh my gosh. I'm happy. We did it, Mike. We're alive! Hey, Ken, thanks for the tips. Let's celebrate with some listener questions. Sit down, Mike. Okay, we have a ton of questions this week, so we are going to do the respectful thing and answer them as quickly as humanly possible. Ken asks, how were you able to book your guests this week? I have tried numerous times to get him on my show, and he always says no. Well, Ken, uh, you just need to threaten your guests more. Ken was more than happy to do our show when he thought we might suspend his social security number. That is an episode 38 reference, if you guys are interested. Ken also asks, is Ken really as good looking as his voice makes him sound? Mike, you want to take this one? No, I don't. Mike is speechless. You must really think this Ken guy is one hot tamale, huh, buddy? Yilly asks, what are some sponsorships you'd like to have on the show? Great question. I could use a new mattress, so I'd really like Casper to sponsor Chris to Chris. You know? I'll talk about Casper for an entire show if they gave me a $900 mattress for free. You know? I'd also like to do the Church of Scientology. They could pay me for ad time. You know, I could spend a couple minutes encouraging the listeners to give Scientology a chance. And then I could spend the next several minutes apologizing for what I had done. Actually, I almost starred in a Scientology commercial uh, a few years back. Mike, uh, remember, remember, remind me to talk about this uh, sometime next week. Ken asks, do you think Devin will actually ask a question this week? Or will you just use the ones he asked two days late last week? Ooh. Ice cold. Well, I've got a feeling he's going to ask a question or two. Actually, here's one now. Devin asks, what is your favorite store brand cereal? Good question. I'm going to go with Safeway's Kitchen Marshmallow Magic. I I don't think I've even ever had it. I just respect how little Safeway cares about knocking off Lucky Charms. It's it's pretty much exactly the same thing. You know, and a shout out to Marshmallows and Stars, too. That's the, the Lucky Charms uh, ripoff that I think everybody knows. Ooh, excuse me. It, and that's the one with the, the wizard on the box. That's how you know it. It has the wizard on the box. You think, ah, this cereal looks very cheap, but also familiar. That's what it is. It's uh, Marshmallows and Stars. Yeah, I don't think that's a store brand, though. Gilly asks, will we ever have a musical episode of Chris to Chris? That is a great idea that I am willing to give up on right away. You know, we actually kind of did one a few months ago with the the uh, the rap battle of sorts. But uh, I think maybe you're right. Maybe we should go all the way with this idea. Let's think about it. Actually, uh, 
Ken jumped on to Gilly's question here. He says, if you do a musical episode of Chris to Chris, will it be a classical musical or more of a rock opera? Hmm. You know, I think uh, for the first three hours of the musical, you know, the first three hours, it should be pure classical opera. You know, Mike and I would sing in Latin or Italian the entire time. You know, we'd, we'd, uh, we'd uh, put on some powdered wigs and we'd sing about getting cash now from J.G. Wentworth, 877-CASH-NOW. You guys owe me money now. And then after we're, we're done with that portion of the show, you know, without warning, we switch over to a rock opera format for, let's say, the last 30 seconds of the show. You know, the whole thing should be a real crowd pleaser. Devin asks, if you had your own podcast, what would you call it? That is a great idea. I should start up my own podcast. You know, if I had my own show, I would probably call it Candyman, 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 Candyman. You know, the show won't ever reference the movie. We will never talk about the movie. I just want to see if I can get you guys to meet the Candyman by saying the title five times. Well, I guess you just say it one time because it's going to be Candyman five times in a row. I want you to say it five times in front of a mirror. And if you guys meet the Candyman... I guess we won't get any more listener questions from you, but we'll know what worked. Devin also asked, did you know that I can get paid for my opinions? I had no idea. I had no idea. That sounds like a great idea for the internet thing I'm hearing about. You know, it sounds like you could possibly make up to pennies a day with this idea. Gilly asks, do you consider yourself a proper role model for the children listening to your podcast? Ha <laughs> ha. Okay. Listen to me very closely, right? I make inappropriate comments a lot. You know, people have told me to my face that they don't like me because I would make jokes with a completely straight face to them. You know, and they just thought I was being a dick. I've never cried during a movie because I refuse to be vulnerable to a DVD. Sometimes I buy my wife cookies and I eat half of them while she's asleep. I swear too much. You know, of course, I consider myself a proper role model. I'd be a hypocrite if I expected to get to 8 billion listeners and not expect any of them to be children, you know? I imagine at least uh, at least 90% of the world is children, right? Or is it backwards? I, I, I want babies listening to this show during their birth, just like I want old people listening to this show during their death, you know? But I also don't want kids listening to this show because that would also probably be very irresponsible. But maybe you should let them listen anyway. I'm very conflicted on this. It might even be hypocritical, but, you know, just do whatever my heart says you should do. Look, I don't want kids growing up with unrealistic expectations. You know, trying to be perfect means you're trying to be boring. You gotta live a little. You know, it's like it's like what the, uh, the kid's mom from the Sandlot told her kid when he was just sitting around in the house all day during the summer vacation. She's trying to get him to go out, make some friends, have fun. She said, you know, go out and get into some trouble. Knock up a girl, start up a podcast, try PCP, just have fun. I'm not sure where I'm going with this, but I'm pretty sure whatever I said was exactly what I meant to say. Thank you for the question. Yes, I'm a role model. Devin asks, do you think Lieutenant Surge ingests a lot of yellow five? Only 90s kids will understand that joke. To answer your question, though, yes, absolutely. Surge loves the Surge, dude. Ken asks, is Mike really the new poster child for erectile dysfunction? Mike? Mike, you'd look pretty good in a Cialis commercial, you know? Just you and your old-ass wife laying in separate bathtubs outside for some reason. 
By the way, has anybody ever been to a house that had fancy bathtubs outside? You know, you're just being escorted to your to your friend's house. Like, hey, thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. Uh, this is our couch. This is our artwork in the hallway. Hey, you want to see our backyard? Oh, yeah. Don't mind those. Those are just our expensive porcelain separate to- toilets, separate bathtubs that we that we keep outside. You know, there's no faucets here. So the water is brought here by two separate maids in buckets. You know, they're just bringing hot water and pouring it in so we can lay our old naked asses out here and hold hands while we reminisce about the uh, the the flaccid erections of yore no they're no they're no more now that Cialis is in the in the works now that Cialis is in the old bloodstream with Mike I don't know where we're going with this uh, Mike asks oh Mike asks uh, Devin asks Mike you should you should send in some questions one day oh, I've got plenty of Devin asks, Mike sounds really optimistic lately. Did you give him a raise? Well, according to Ken's last question, Mike hasn't seen a raise in years. <laughs> gotcha, Mike. I gotcha. Gotcha. On a serious note, though, I think we might have broken Mike this week. Uh, you know, almost exploding could do that to you. But I, I, I do want you to, to keep that stiff upper lip, Mike. I want you to stay on the happy side, you know? Don't let almost exploding break your spirit. Folks, I think it's time we wrap this show up. Man, we are we are moving at a clip this week. Kind of. Uh, let's see here. Oh, what do we how do we end the show? I think we do poll results. Last week we asked, what is the best part of jury duty? And 38% of you were cold-blooded. You said, the best part of jury duty is sending people to jail. 72% of you said not going is the best part of jury duty. This week's poll is a survey. We're going to ask a, a very important question, which is, how did you hear about Chris to Chris? That's what I want to know. That's what I want to know. So go on our Facebook page. Go on our Twitter. You know, the, the voting is on the Facebook page. That's at Up and Loaded, U-P-N-L-O-A-D-E-D. That's also how you find us on Twitter, Up and Loaded, at Up and Loaded. And we are on uh, Instagram every now and then at Up and Loaded. And we're on our website, upandloaded.com, where you can listen to this podcast. You can stream it. You can download it to your phone, to your computer, to your tablet, to your brain. I don't know. But the point of the point I'm trying to make, the point I'm trying to hammer home is that we really want to be in your ears. And we would love it if you told somebody else about the show or, you know, reviewed this show highly somewhere like on an Apple podcast or Google podcast or whatever. We just need the exposure. And, you know, I don't want to sound clingy or beggy, which is like, I, I, I'm rambling. I'm rambling. I'm doing the rambling thing. So this is the part where Mike has to hold me back and he is really itching to get out of here. I, I hope you come back, Mike. So in the meantime, we're going to go ahead and wrap up this show. Folks, this has been episode 39 of Chris to Chris. I had a great time. I hope you did too. Hey, do me a favor and enjoy your weekend or else. Oh, 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 oh,